0: Craft Beer Radio, episode 262, on September 14th,
1: 2013. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we are here killing the radio star on a podcast. So what's up, Greg? Um, we are uh, back in town from a little trip that we just went on, and you'll hear uh, more about it in the future. You can listen to, uh, if you want to listen to information about the, the trip, a uh, more sort of in-depth thing, we talked about it in our pre-show. and But we're right now going to get to a smaller show with this, a couple interesting beers.
0: All right. So let's start off with a small bottle. Since it's not a fancy bottle, this is the Long Trail Harvest. It's brewed with Vermont harvested ingredients, so the label tells me.
1: Trying to find the... Uh...
0: The label has more information while you're okay, looking, so we... <laughs> keep looking. I'll, I'll, I'll fill in. It's a brown ale brewed with maple syrup. And we go to the neck label and see if there's anything valuable there. Uh, in celebration of autumn harvest, we've brewed this brown ale with locally harvested Vermont ingredients, ah. a truly unique taste of Vermont.
1: Enjoy. So we have 15 IBUs of 4% alcohol by volume, so very sessionable here. Brown ale that's uh, malted with 2 row caramel and chocolate malts, hopped with nuggets. Interesting.
0: This was part of the uh, Oktoberfest pumpkin and other harvesty things for the last beer exchange we did at work.
1: You said they put maple syrup in here? They did. Yeah, I can smell it.
0: Oh, that's a nice aroma. I mean, it's, it's not too maple-y. You get a lot of cr- bready, um, kind of like uh, raisin cake or something like that. You get this really bready, cakey aroma. A little bit of maple also.
1: Slightly, yeah, slightly woody in that sort of maple. And, like and since character. it's in
0: Vermont, then they have to use like real maple yeah. syrup. It can't be fakey, you know, Aunt Jemima Sh- stuff. Corn so. syrup that yeah. has a
1: couple extra caramel colors in it. Yeah, it it smells kind of leafy. It has that fall quality. It it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a beer that reminds you of of raking leaves, and a at least the smell does. You know, raking leaves in the fall.
0: Getting something that's a little date. Maybe, um, maybe fig. Maybe I'm thinking I'm gonna to have to stick with dates on this one, uh, but I'm also getting something it's vaguely or just a hint of nuttiness. I really can't dial in it, it's not like big, nutty, like walnuts or anything like that, but maybe just a touch of Hazelnut? almond or pistachio or something like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Kind of, there's kind of a smell like... I It kind of reminds me a little bit of Nutella.
0: Okay. The smell on this one... I mean, we're sticking on it for a while because yeah. it, it's good. It's changing. I just smelled the first little hint of hops coming out of the beer. Nothing too distinct, but, you know, it was just a little bit of hoppiness. There's also some, like, uh... You know, some dark fruit type aromas coming out of there. Maybe, like, a, a dried pear... Something like that, you know, like a dried fruit or something like that. Just a touch of that.
1: I'm still sticking with the leaf aesthetic. I think that it's kind of. Well, been, it kind I, of I, that I can't follow
0: there. you to follow you to leaves. I'm not really getting that because leaves kind of have this papery must, musty's not the right word, but almost a little decay type smell when the leaves are falling. I probably rake a lot more leaves up here than you do down in the city.
1: Yes, that's true. But I remember raking leaves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it, it's activating those those memories. But of course the the bottle (laughs) has leaves on it yes and that is certainly you know we talk about this all the time little things like that influence your thinking in so many different ways
0: okay move on to the flavor flavor first sip not nearly as developed and full as the aroma is it um the aftertaste is nice, but up front it it almost comes across a little bit cidery, a little bit wine you know a little bit um thin
1: yeah, it does have a thin it does has sort of what we call aqueous a little mm-hmm. little watery uh you know it feels like there's a little separation of the flavors It doesn't feel like it's mm-hmm. one kind of mass there's yeah, you're right the the, the aftertaste is better where it as it volatilizes mm-hmm. some of that maple is coming through. Some of those like dates you were talking about, I think a little bit of uh kind of a golden raisin
0: mm-hmm, yeah, that's a good one, but you know the when it's in your mouth, the very front taste of it 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 almost tastes like it was fermented out with like table sugar or something or it has that cidery character you know that just a not very appealing mouthfeel. hmm. Hopefully, after a sip or two, I get past that and I can dig into a little bit more. But yeah. yeah, that's really the first two sips. That's the main impression I got.
1: Yeah, this is it. It does feel like a kind of the opposite of a sipper. It's it's kind of a gulper. <laughs> you you want to get it down and then let it sit on your tongue, because that's where really the good flavors are mm-hmm. coming from. The good flavors are the the aftertaste. It's an interesting way to go for a beer.
0: I mean, it almost... So we talked about how, since it's a Vermont product and it says it has maple syrup, it has to be the real deal. Right. You know, that's a Vermont thing. But if I was told this was a maple beer from the flavor, I would want to say that it was maple-flavored syrup and not... Because the way it fermented out, you know, how... Again, I'm not a maple syrup fermentation expert, so maybe that's just something I'm missing out on. But my novice impression on it makes it taste more like there was some HFSC or something in there, you know? High fructose corn syrup getting fermented out or something like that.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't know enough about brewing with hope it. You would hope it, hope it
0: would give you a fuller flavor, you know? And it really fermented out Well, I mean, thinly. why
1: Why would it necessarily?
0: Why would it? I I don't know why it would, but if it's going to turn out like we've had maple beers now. Granted, the Saranac Autumn Maple right probably has more artificial stuff in it than this one, but that one has a good or was it the Maple Porter, whatever it was. That one had a good maple flavor to it. I remember liking that one a lot, and and this one doesn't. It's just not hearty. It doesn't have that hearty feel, right? It has kind of this. Thin, thin mouthfeel that I just can't get past, you know, to say that it's a good drinker. There's certain things about it that I like, like the late aftertaste and the aroma are fascinating and good, but that's not enough to carry it, you know?
1: Well, it, but it's not something that we're throwing out either.
0: No. I'm more, I'm... Yeah. It's I getting mean, a little less cidery, you know, the more i drink it. Hmm. Oh, Anything else to say cuz i am about exhausted on this one.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those it's it's a gulper, like i say. <laughs> have have a, have a nice big gulp. Let it sit on your tongue then in between the gulps and, and just mm-hmm. and enjoy the aftertaste that's coming off it because that's really good. The stuff that, the full experience isn't there. Do you want to get the, the, that one first?
0: Some of the sour. Uh, if you want to, that's fine. I'm oh, just going to start working on the wax while you're talking. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just working on peeling the wax I off. I just think
1: that will be a more a really powerful flavor, so we should probably go with them. Okay. So our, our second beer is Uint- Uintas from Utah, their 20th anniversary birthday suit. So they do a birthday suit. I don't know how long they've been doing it, but they did. I know they did a 19th anniversary. This is their 20th. This is a 750-milliliter bottle. It has a... It's got... Um, Looks like a carriage, a twenty a big cake on a carriage, it says twenty, and then two guys riding the carriage into the sunset. I think it's probably a guy and a girl, wouldn't you think? Since they're both there naked. Yeah. Or
0: inferred to be naked. Yeah, it's a guy and a girl. Guy has an eye patch and a huge beard riding a stagecoach. And he has his arm around
1: his lady. And good for him. All right, Cajun corked. So here we go. It's so seven point four percent alcohol by volume, twenty IBUs, SRM of twenty. It's they call it American style sour brown ale. Let's see here. I lost the information. <laughs> Give me a second.
0: So this isn't the first time we've had birthday suit on the show. I don't recall if it was. Well, maybe it wasn't on the show. We've had birthday suit before. Yeah,
1: uh, but whether it was Thanksgiving, I don't We may have had a saver or something like that.
0: Could be. I'm not sure if it was this anniversary or not. Oh, wait, the neck label has a little more. Oh, no, it just says part of the crooked
1: line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So chocolate malts and a modest amount of hops. Flavorful, sorry, Abby and Chocolate notes.
0: I wonder... Now here's some fun speculation we probably should have the information for before I go speculating. But, you know, it's called Birthday Suit, so I wonder if it's a unfruited version of some sour fruited beer they do, or something like that. Um, yeah. It would make sense.
1: Right. Don't shake it around too
0: much, man. You're gonna stir up all this, the this funk on the bottom.
1: Naked, yeah, you know, don't
0: or... shake the bottle around. I'm too not. Much. I'm just You're looking... shaking
1: it around a lot. I... <clears throat> All
0: right. So, we didn't talk about the color of the last one. Last one poured a brown yellow color. <laughs> there we go. It's a little
1: bit darker than the brown. Yeah.
0: Too. All right. So, this one is a sour brown, and they, is what they call it. It pours very clear, moderately dark. I can just barely see my finger through the glass. It, the color is. Um, it's a rich brown, almost like um you know, like a cherry wood stain or something like that, like a stained cherry. That's kinda of what it reminds me of.
1: I can I can dig that. I can grok that
0: the aroma. For a for a sour brown, the aroma's kinda of tight. It's holding it in close to the vest. You know, it's not like you smell the glass and I'm like, Oh yeah, there's all the funk.
1: Well, I mean it's not it's not a huge wild ale it's not you know mm-hmm. it, it's more like an Albreon. It it's it's going to be something a little bit more restrained than you know like a, a huge lambic or something like that
0: the first two things i get on the aroma and i'm hoping the you know it's, well the first the first thing i'm hoping is just a volatile that goes off i'm getting a little bit of acetone you know almost like a you know, plush remover but then right behind that i'm getting this this good cherry type aroma like a um how do I want to describe that?
1: It, it's, it tastes like a... or it smells like a cherry Tootsie Roll. Cherry
0: Tootsie Roll. That Actually, that's it, yeah. I was going to say like an artificial like cherry extract or something. Mm-hmm. It has a bit of that aroma to it.
1: And, cherry pie filling. And it's... I just got it so it kind of slightly burned like the back of my throat. <laughs> it mm. Burned is, is the wrong word. But... I felt it tickle the back of my throat, which is not something that happens very often.
0: So we did learn a good trick on our trip. No, we generally will swirl glasses. Mm -hmm. And actually, that serves the same purpose. But I had thought, you know, swirling the glass will get some agitation in there and open it up. But for doing a beer tasting, a great thing you can do to open up the surface area on the beer is to tilt your glass and just turn the glass so the beer wets the glass. Because that is on a small on a like a near microscopic level expanding the surface area of mm-hmm. the beer so now when you get in there you have all that wet glass giving you aroma as well and i guess there'll be fur- f- further experimentation on yeah. whether turning the glass or doing a swirl has any difference on you know getting that beer on the sides of the glass
1: There's something in the back there. I mean, you know, there's definitely a cherry.
0: Well, there's there's the cherry, but there's also kind of like a pastry crust or something. This smells to me an awful lot like Hostess cherry pie.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of kind of a sweet, you know, almost... Uh, like a glazed pastry yeah, glazed, crust. Yeah, yeah. Simple syrup kind of sweetness to it. There's a tartness Ooh. there. It's just a. it's more not. More tart than it smells.
0: It's it's definitely more tart than it smells, but it's also a very controlled tartness. It's not overpowering. And it also dulls it out a little bit at time because after mm-hmm. you're done swallowing it, as I'm talking now, yeah. my my saliva glands are like, oh, tart, tart, here, have some saliva. I've, and it's just gushing out of my cheeks right now.
1: I think what's interesting is that we kind of smelled, you know, especially at the end there, we smelled a little bit of a. Kind of overt sweetness and we thought mm, this is going to taste kind of like a big one of those big sweet pies the tartness helps to stamp down any of that extra sweetness mm-hmm. uh you know you always add an acid to to your sugars to yeah. make them tamp down it yeah really and it general. still has the
0: cherry flavor but it tastes much more like a tart michigan cherry mm-hmm. than you know um a hostess cherry pie
1: or a maraschino cherry or something yeah. like that But definitely cherry is the is the thing that comes to mind.
0: Mm-hmm. But this is... Well, you would think, birthday suit again, that this is not fruited, right?
1: I don't think it's fruited. And
0: we have a bottled on date. This was bottled on February 14th. On Valentine's Day. Look at that. Look at that. The guy's holding his lady. They're riding a the stagecoach naked. And it was bottled on Valentine's Day.
1: Let me try to get some other flavors here
0: <laughs> yeah well that's not going much is it <laughs> going
1: yeah, there's, forward, there, there's it? a little bit of flavor of like a pie crust mm-hmm. maybe a slight graham crackery note to the malts Almost a little bit of a, of a coffee crumb cake type thing.
0: Okay, you're you're doing good there. It's 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 definitely. I mean, the main thing is that it's tart cherries. Yeah, the, the, flavor, the cherries
1: right? are the main thing. I'm just trying. I'm sort mm-hmm. of exploring the, yeah. the the stuff around the middle to see what what, what comes out there. It, it's it's hard to find. You have to seek it. Right, this is pretty
0: good. I'm really enjoying this. It is, I mean, don't let our silence. You know, think that we're like, oh, yeah. don't know how to... S-. It, it's just one of those things like, okay, there's the main note. It's good. Because of this acidity and the sourness, it's complex. But it's it's hard to put a lot of adjectives behind.
1: Doing, doing the best we can. I mean, it's a very powerful, strong note. So all the other little notes are, are there, but they're muted pretty strongly. So you have to really go searching for them. I would say there's a, like a tang sort of, think of it like a really tangy yogurt. Oh. Yeah. Or I, I guess cheese, maybe.
0: I think Greek yogurt would be a, a good comparison. Yeah. Some of the, some of the tartness that you're getting there and tanginess. Yeah. Michigan cherry yogurt. There you go. Mm-hmm. A little a really, bit of
1: really tart yogurt,
0: with a little bit of you know granola crumble on top.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that does a really good job of sort of you know expressing what this beer tastes like. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a the malts are there, but they're not very prominent. Uh, the the cherry is the most prominent thing, but there. But it, it's balanced enough so it's not just like you're sucking on a sour patch kid. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, it definitely has a good balance to it, and, and and you know there's enough sour there that you know you're drinking one. It's not just kind of a. You're like uh, Christina Pesh, right? From Dogfish Head, they call it a Neo Berliner Weisse, and I always find it not quite sour enough. You know, I wish it had a little more of the Berliner Weisse to it. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know this isn't the case. This this one is is great balance, good sourness to it.
1: If you really enjoy a sour beer, I think you'll you'll like this one a lot. I imagine you can still find it.
0: If not, um, stop over. We still got a half bottle left. (laughs) All right, our next beer, and potentially our last beer, but the show's going kind of quickly, so we might actually pull another one out. We'll see how that goes. Mm. This is a bottle that was sent to us by none other than Gary Frank.
1: Mega fan. Mega listener. Mega awesome dude, Gary Frank. This is, I want to say, Cure? I believe that's how you say it. C-U-I-R. It's their third anniversary ale from the brewery. Fourteen percent alcohol by volume, forty-five IBUs. Released in May twenty eleven. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they what they do with their anniversary is they is they keep blending together their older anniversaries. Right,
0: them. it's the Solera brewing. Yeah. So they mix some new beer, they throw it on the old beer. They take some beer out and bottle it and so on. So it's a very living type process.
1: Yeah. The color is a a hazy kind of milk chocolate <laughs> cola-ish color. Cola is
0: a good way to describe
1: it. Yeah. Very,
0: lots of particulate in there. Very, very hazy or cloudy. The uh, head is a, is a nice rich dark tan head it is fading fast probably because it's pretty boozy mm-hmm. what's the ABV on this thing it's 14, 14 and,
1: a half. and a half this is classified as an old ale mm-hmm. smells like one too it smells like barrels yeah this is aged in, in uh, what kind of barrels is it Um bourbon barrels I believe it smells
0: like there are some fairly fresh bourbon barrels used in the production of this beer
1: I should say on the front
0: this sturdy beard marks a third year as we started to feel like this thing actually might work. <laughs>
1: I know, in, in, on the, uh-huh. in the middle of the label it should say Asian oak barrels or something like that. Oh yeah, Asian bourbon,
0: yeah. 100%, it's 100% ale.
1: <laughs> it's kind of 97% water.
0: <laughs> Still means it's 100% ale. Mm. This was bottled 2,548. That's funny. The yeah, we think this this endeavor might actually work out. Oh yeah, that that's a, that's an aroma right there. <sighs> this so.
1: is almost more maple than the, than the Long Trail almost, and lots of those really deep dark fruits. The the plums, the. the the raisins, the especially sweet, dark raisins.
0: Yeah.
1: But even even deeper than that, there's molasses. Yep. You beat me to everything. <laughs> there's a bit of tobacco. Not really hitting coffee.
0: Actually, I think the barrel might have been a misnomer. I don't think I'm smelling too much straight up bourbon up front, like I thought I smelled I think it was the booziness from the beer that was and then all the yeah, rich yeah. all the rich old ale notes that made me think that this was very bourbony, but i don't I'm not getting straight-up bourbon anymore, but yeah it's boozy and it's molassesy and yeah, like. Ah, Hmm. Prunes, raisins Figs
1: Dates Dates still come back into it But dates are sweeter This is more deeper and richer
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Brown sugar Dark brown sugar
0: Yeah, which is the molasses We were talking about really I'm taking a sip of this. Oh, this smells
1: so good. <laughs> smells like a yeah, like a figgy bread pudding. Mm-hmm. With lots of rum in it.
0: Oh man, the flavor. Mouthfeel, it's right where you want it. It's not too full, it's not too thin. Gives you a nice rich. Oh, and in the aftertaste, I was Ooh. Don't you hate when you're trying to go somewhere and the aftertaste just knocks you over? <laughs> Like like here's a new story for you. Yeah, Boom, breaking. Yeah. Stop the presses.
1: <laughs> there is a little bit of of tartness on this. Just a bit. Uh you know, nothing compared to the UT. Mm-hmm. But it it goes through a lot of different phases. There's
0: there's very in the late aftertaste it tastes just like a vanilla bean. You know, it's a big right, right. very pure vanilla bean type flavor that comes and goes. I mean, lots of times you'll say there's a vanilla character in here, but no, this has a very strong, here comes the vanilla bean, there goes the vanilla bean, you know?
1: It starts off almost like a cheesecake, and then it kind of delves into richer ground. Yeah.
0: We were talking with Gerald from the Beverage Tasting Institute about, do you ever, do you find that a lot of your descriptions are foods you've had in the last Mm -hmm. couple of days? And he called it, um, what did he call it? He called it Pallet, memory or pallet or Drift, I think yeah. he called it. Something like that. Um, so the other day, you didn't have any of the cheesecake no. after lunch. There was the cheesecake with some caramelized apples and, and caramel on it. And then, you know, the graham cracker crust and everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm tasting so many of those flavors in this beer. Yeah.
1: It's very boozy. The alcohol definitely comes through. It's not trying to hide it at all. But yeah, that you know definitely there's the sweetness of, of a cheesecake and graham cracker and lots of caramel. Mm-hmm. Then it sort of goes into a darker molasses and turns into like a, a, a deeper like chocolate chip cookie.
0: Okay. Yeah, the molasses flirts with the tobacco you mentioned. I'm yeah. not quite going full on tobacco, but there's a little bit of flirting there that I'm getting.
1: And then it kind of ends as a caramel brownie. <laughs> it's a bunch of different desserts.
0: hmm And you wouldn't need to pair this with any of them. You kinda just sit back, take your time with this one. We're not going to rush through this glass, so I guess it's commercial time. What do you say?
1: Yeah, you know, if if anything, to pair this with, you know, maybe a little vanilla ice cream. that's kind of, you don't really want to add anything to it because it's so complex on its own. Just
0: put some whipped cream on top of it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, you guys know the drill at this point. YouTube doesn't because it's not... Starting.
0: Ah, so if the music comes, the music comes. If it doesn't come, we can handle the commercial without it. We are working on uh, paying for, you know, some of our trips to the JBF and whatnot. And we can really, really appreciate uh, your support. And there are several ways you can support us. Um, You can actually give us money out of your wallet and donate to us through PayPal. And we really appreciate the people who do that for us. You can do a one-time donation, you can or you can do a sustaining membership, which is as little as twelve dollars a year. (laughs) Or two dollars a month if you don't want to, you know, dish out that whole $12 once a year. Um and we appreciate everyone who donates through PayPal. If you want to sign up, you can go to our website and get more details. Mm -hmm. But really there's the easy way. And that is by spending money that you're already going to spend on Amazon.com. The key is that you never, ever, 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 ever go to Amazon.com directly. Never.
1: Not once. Well.
0: Never. Okay, just never don't do again. It. Just don't do it. Never again. Where you want to go is to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Mm-hmm. And from there, you'll be redirected right back to Amazon. But with our little referral cookie thing in there. And everything you buy, we get a percentage of what you spend. It doesn't cost you a penny more and you can support the show. So when you're looking to buy that new Maserati,
1: do it through Amazon. Because
0: do it, yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the return thing on a Maserati is, but I'm sure they have good terms. It's Amazon, right? It's you know, shipping is free if you have it in prime. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, I think that's about it. But thank you for everyone who does shop on this show. And if you want to have some fun with us in the post show, we do our Amazon Anonymous segment where we kind of pick out interesting things that people buy. We don't know who buys what, but we knew we do know what everything that was bought is.
1: And we're not, yeah. not going to tell everything, but we're going to find interesting things to talk about.
0: Only the cool stuff. No lame, boring stuff.
1: Well, we'll see.
0: Unless boring is interesting,
1: boring can be interesting sometimes. So don't don't fret. All
0: if you right. gotta
1: buy something cool, buy it through our link. Is yeah.
0: Again, that's craftbeerradio.com/slash/amazon, or there's a link on our website, craftbeerradio.com. What you do is you just bookmark craftbeerradio.com/slash/amazon, then you just go take me to my Amazon bookmark, and you don't even have to think about us anymore.
1: Yeah. Don't you have to listen to us
0: anymore? <laughs> Just keep shopping. Just keep on shopping.
1: All right, back to the beer. The cure. Now what is it a cure for?
0: What ails you, I guess.
1: <laughs> um it's 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 a cure for for palate fatigue. <laughs> There's not many beers that taste like this, and not many beers that I'm going to give you a journey like this. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what you know this year's anniversary is going to be like. Or, I mean, because they, with this mm-hmm. method, they just keep right. adding on these complex flavors, and of course, they blend it together to get what they want. But still,
0: right? Yeah, I wish I had more and more to say about this. We're drinking it so slow because it's so good,
1: and it's it's pretty boozy. And it's
0: pretty boozy. But I mean, we've really thrown a whole kitchen sink full of adjectives at it already. You know, it's like. Well, uh... what we
1: haven't done is we haven't really gone into. Um, we've talked about similar foods, but let's try to isolate kind of specific, like, spices and things like that that are there. If they're there, that's like the phenolic things. So, graham cracker is like cinnamon and nutmeg, I think. A yeah, like the first thing spice, I
0: maybe yeah, the main thing I tasted in that was cinnamon, but it wasn't it wasn't a very strong cinnamon, right? Yeah. It was it was almost just a what's the, what's the, how do I want to what's the threshold? Uh, not tiny, but double tiny, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more than tiny, you Micro. know, amount amount of of cinnamon. Uh, That whole awesome, very crisp vanilla bean that I got early on, I haven't tasted that in a while. It kind of doesn't show up anymore.
1: Tasting a little bit of of cinnamon toast crunch.
0: Hmm. Again, you're not really doing ingredients or you're doing... No, I know, I know. ...processed (laughs) foodstuffs.
1: Well, just cinnamon toast, which is Mm -hmm. basically white bread, you spread some butter on it, you throw cinnamon sugar. And cinnamon toast crunch basically distills that into a Processed tiny little rice tiny puffed, little rice puff thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's delicious, but I'm kind of exhausted. Again, ex- exhausted on things to say.
1: And uh, is there's some? I think there's definitely some diacetyl in here. There's some butterscotch notes.
0: When you're drinking it, now, this beer has so much flavor in it, those notes, because what butterscotch is a little bit buttery, a little bit caramelly, right? Mm -hmm. It's a little cooked. Look for kind of a slickness on your palate that'll help you find diacetyl. I'm not sure. There's so much stuff going on here. I would hate to say that there's like, oh, it's diacetyl that's causing it.
1: diacetyl is not necessarily a flaw.
0: Right. But also keep in mind that, you know, we can taste five parts per billion of diacetyl. Right. You know, the, the pickup level on it is obscenely small. So, I mean, I'm just saying, keep that in mind. There's so much. I'm not sure I'm, uh, I'm not ready to go there, but.
1: I mean, I just, I, I taste butterscotch mm-hmm. and usually, you know, I identify right. that with diacetyl. And like I say, that's not a flaw, especially in this style. Right. But I don't have the slickness on the on the on the tongue like you say, so it's not an overwhelming amount. But you know, just as you just keep delving into it, because it 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 keeps changing and it keeps mm-hmm. you know as it warms up, other flavors are coming out.
0: Oh, you know what? Uh, I was going to talk about the xylitol stoppers in the commercial because we're using them on these great beers, these big seven hundred and fifty milliliter yeah. bottles. On the Craft Beer Radio store, on our website, we have links to some of our favorite products. And we're using two of those tonight. We're using most nights. is the xylus Stoppers. So we got these big bottles where over half the bottle is still full. Throw in the Xylus Stopper, click it down. And if you drink it within a few days, the beer will taste just as good as it does tonight. And I've...
1: well you saved it for two last months. Last
0: week in the post-show, we had a beer that was been in Xylos Stopped for two months and... Yeah. Well, you wouldn't want to review it on a beer podcast or anything. Still tasted pretty good. Didn't taste oxidized or anything like that. Had a good carbonation to it. So yeah, those Xylas stoppers, craft beer radio approved, ting. And the the Spiegelau snifter, classic mm. beer glass.
1: Really extending our commercial because we don't have much. <laughs> because we, because...
0: Wow. would you want to drink this beer out of any other glass?
1: You know, a a, a real big brandy snifter might work. Okay. But I prefer this class, obviously.
0: Mm-hmm. So what do you think? You're gonna rank or do you want to go find one more beer? Yeah, it's gonna be hard to do better.
1: It's gonna be hard to do better, that's for sure. Um, but maybe we should get one more just to kind of Alright,
0: I'll pause it and we'll get one more. Alright, we're back. There is really only one beer I had cold in the fridge that has any chance of standing up to cure. And that is barrel aged Gonzo from Flying Dog.
1: Well, let's give it a shot, shall we?
0: Actually, I'm going to finish my cure here, nice and slowly.
1: So let me see about. I'm trying to find on their site if they have. I mean, I can tell you about the Gonzo, and, and I don't think they make they do anything special. Like I don't think. I think, like they don't I think it's. I think a they, double Gonzo. They just. Age it.
0: Well, it says nine point five percent. What's the ABV on regular Gonzo?
1: Let's take a look here. Nine point two.
0: Okay, so they threw on three tenths because of the boozy yeah. the alcohol that's in the barrel.
1: So uh Gonzo the uh non-barrel age is eighty five IBUs. It's uh has one twenty L crystal black and chocolate malts, hops with warrior northern brewery and cascade hops. He uses two different yeast strains
0: So this is in a 750 Caged and cork bottle So we're going to use Xylas again Once we uh, get our samples off of this guy You want to drink the water out of there? Oh, good point It's a very uh, Noisy bottle as you just heard there Glug 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 glug
1: There he goes Okay I'm just looking up the information here to see him. I'll link to a blog post about this particular beer, and that'll be in our show notes. Whose blog? Flying a Dog.
0: Oh, Flying Dog's blog.
1: Okay. Blog. Flying Dog blog. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs>
0: Alrighty, so we got this beer in our glass. It's
1: a very black dark, beer. yeah, it's black, it's just black.
0: Dark tan head, fading quickly because of the booziness. Gonna do the whole glass on its side almost, and turn and turn and turn, get a nice coating. So first sniff I took when, before I did the turny, turny, turny thing, I smelled hops. It was hoppier than most of the beers we've yeah. had tonight. Yeah. Then after I did the turny, turny, turny thing and smelled it. <laughs> it's the scientific know, like it? term. Yes. Yeah. Then I smelled it. I got a very clear smell of the bourbon barrel. And it, it my favorite bourbon is Buffalo Trace. And it wasn't that... I'm not a bourbon expert, I don't have an encyclopedic memory of bourbons, but for some reason I was smelling this and it made me think Woodford Reserve. For some reason it just popped in my head, like, oh, that smells like a Woodford.
1: It was a little, so bourbon, not my favorite spirit, was for a time, but weirdly it kind of, I kind of grew out of it.
0: And then now when I smell it, I smell more porter, right? I'm smelling...
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, astringency, mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of a licorice smell.
0: Yeah, so, you know, with imperial Yeah, you know, when you make that porter, a big porter, it kind of gets a little... So there's the Baltic porters, right, that use the... They're kind of lagered, you know, they use a, yeah. a European yeast or... You know, the Scandinavian, Russian orient- Scandinavian origin. Eastern
1: yeast on this sucker, so and we know how much those
0: ones. Those do. ones kind of tend to be. I don't mean this as insulting, because typically when we do say it, I mean, it's kind of an insulting thing. But they're kind of lean towards soy sauce, right? The Baltic porters, but then there's like the American imperial porters, right? And that's just a bigger porter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so it. It's not necessarily the same thing, but it. it It's hard to describe it's like you know when you taste the double pilsner right you know it has that imperial pilsner it has that has that pilsner malt but when you amp it up it it kind of morphs into a different type aroma completely right and and so this one i'm saying is i think it's it smells more like an american porter but because it's amped up the booziness or something or the extra astringency is giving it a different different feel which i'm trying to trying to zero in on here
1: Trying to warm it up too, it just did come out of the fridge, so get a little bit of time to give this, let this warm up, open up because of that. I meant to bring my laser thermometer, my infrared right, thermometer. For, oh, that would be that'd be good to have. Yeah.
0: Every once in a while, I look at. I should go to Amazon slash or Craftbeer dot com slash Amazon and buy one, shouldn't I? You should. And then we can find one that's craft beer do approved. Ting! Okay, so I took a sip. And it's still a little cold, but... So I didn't get too much up front. But the, the aftertaste is giving me a great story. I'm getting... It's a really nice roast. It's not too astringent. It's, it's vaguely coffee-like. It's a little bit uh, woody... Probably from the barrel. Yes. Um, reminds me almost like... Uh, hmm, I don't want to describe that.
1: This is the yeastiest of the beers. I've yeastiest, okay. Uh, I, I, I feel like I can taste uh, a yeasty bread in, in the malt. Um, and I'm getting a lot of those... Yeasty esters, but really strongly accented with that anise or fennel or licorice, however you want to call that.
0: Yeah, I've had a few sips here and I've decided that it's entirely too cold, so I'm wrapping my hands around the glass just to really put some heat into that. We got, you know, with the glasses that we use... I don't want. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm I'm hawking this stuff tonight. You I don't, I don't, you're, you're I don't mean to, but the glasses are a really thin glass, and you can just stick your palms on these on this guy on the bowl of this snifter, and it just it does exactly what you want. It puts a little, you know just enough heat in there, so it really can get the beer where you want it.
1: <laughs> Overselling it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you got to
0: oversell it. It's like twenty six bucks for two.
1: Yeah, yeah, they are expensive glasses, but they are worth it. But, let's be fair, any of these beers would taste fine in just plain old shaker pint.
0: They wouldn't, they would taste fine.
1: Yeah. They wouldn't taste probably as amazing, but they'd taste pretty damn good. The long trail might have actually tasted better in a shaker pint.
0: <laughs> That's an interesting. Find the beers that taste better in shaker pints than they do in the glass Snifter. Okay, so I got the heat into the beer. poems aren't quite as freezing as they once were.
1: It there's there's that still that bit of, of astringency. Um and and so what 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 do we mean by that necessarily? A little charcoal ish. Okay. Um there's, there's a slight amount of, of you know a kind of character of soot.
0: See, my last sip was very different. My last sip was kind of like chocolate milk. Really? It was. I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, I'm not getting barrel at all anymore. Like, that last sip had no barrel. I couldn't find barrel at all.
1: Hmm. That's definitely not what I got. You want to switch and, and see yeah, if We can switch.
0: Difference? We can switch for sure. I think yours is a little bit more astringent. Yeah, maybe I do a little more swirly, swirly, or something like that. But
1: Hmm. well, the astringency is coming in yours and sort of the aftertaste, and 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 so it it's kind of it, it's kind of a sourness without being sour. It's not tart, Mm -hmm. but it's it's but there's a bit of sour. So try to separate those out if you can.
0: This is pretty, I mean, it's a very good beer. Yeah. I'm wondering if the, I don't know. It it just doesn't sound right to what I was about to say. I was like, I wonder if I'm getting vanilla from the barrel and that vanilla is making it seem more creamy. I don't don't know. I'm just getting this creamy feel right now of of what I got in my glass. And that's why I went to the chocolate milk.
1: Let's also be honest about something. We are kind of lit right now. This is.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I go as far as lit. These
1: are these are two very high alcohol beers. We have not had much. I mean, you know, four ounces of each or so. But it's it, I can feel it affecting my ability to to judge a little bit. So, I think yeah. But I will say this: I don't think it's better than the Cure, but it more than stands up to it. Yeah,
0: it doesn't taste bland, boring. It was worth drinking. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a solid beer that I'm enjoying. I'm glad I got that Zylas stopper to save it for tomorrow. (laughs) Oh God.
1: It just keeps going. He's in promotion mode.
0: (laughs) I'm a huckster.
1: got to switch his circuits in the back and (laughs) some wires were crossed or something.
0: I'm a huckster today.
1: Well, so we had, um... Three extremely good beers and one decent beer. Shall we do a ranking? We shall.
0: Um, They're so different. It's hard. I mean, it's easy to pick the best. It's easy to pick the worst. But I don't know. So, again, we're going to agree, right? The Long Trail is the worst. The Cure is the best. I'm not sure how I'm going to rank, how I'm going to differentiate the sour brown ale that is the into a birthday suit. And the Barrel edge Gonzo Imperial Porter, it's they
1: are—they're really—they're very different beers. Mm-hmm. They're both, I think, both excellent, but in very different and distinct ways.
0: So, I think I'm going to put the birthday suit number two in the Gonzo three.
1: I think I—I I will agree with you, and the reason why is because. I'm just a huge fan of sour beers. And I mm-hmm. think just because I'm such a fan of sour beers, that influenced me slightly. But I love a great porter, too. And Gonzo's a great porter. And barrel aging it. They, they managed to barrel age it without making it into a bourbon bomb, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate.
0: Right. The bourbon, for me, was fleeting. You know, I, yeah. I got a little bit of front. I got this very clear bourbon aroma. like, And for some reason, my subconscious said, hey, that's Woodford Reserve. Which... I am not saying I am qualified enough to make that judgment, but that's what my subconscious told me. Um, and then it kind of went away. I couldn't get it. I still enjoyed it a lot, but it wasn't... It was just a fleeting bourbon experience for me. And maybe everything else the bourbon lent to the beer was just a harmony, you know, a sub mm-hmm. a sub palette that you just really don't notice, but it just makes for a wonderful beer. Uh, yeah, I mean, so Birthday Suit and the Gonzo are both... Very good. I yeah, I
1: mean, they're these three are all winners. Cure right. is going to be really hard for anybody to find. I think the the one that's probably easiest to find is a Gonzo, and it's a fantastic beer. You you can't go wrong with any three of these.
0: Yeah, I bought the Gonzo about a month ago at the grocery store, so it it's, it might still be on the shelves mm-hmm. if you're in the area where Flying Dog distributes their barrel aged beers. You know, there there's more. Specialized beers. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of Craft Beer Radio. We really, really do appreciate that you spend the time to listen to our show. Absolutely. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit our website, which is craftbeerradio.com, for more information. You can contact us through email at beer at craftbeerradio.com, on Twitter at Jeff Bear and at CBR Greg, that we're right. on Facebook at the Craft Beer Radio, but well, we really haven't checked that in a while. Hopefully, there's no comments there that are urgent.
1: There might be, but I don't do Facebook. So mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Google Plus Craft Beer Radio and uh, Telegram. You can send us a Telegram if you really want. But I'm not sure how you we'll address. We'll do a
1: singing one. How, how do
0: you address Telegrams? I guess the I guess it's just postal address, huh? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, so. You wanna tweet Jeff and he'll send you the his address for a singing telegram. Has to be singing.
0: Has to be singing. No boring No stop. No. I hate you guys. Stop. <laughs> telegrams. Uh,
1: if it was I hate you guys, or, do, 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 that'd be fine. That'd be that'd
0: be perfect. We would, <laughs> I would record it and broadcast it right on the feed. As is. So send away the singing telegrams. And if you send us fruit baskets, we like the chocolate covered pineapple. Those are the good ones.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll make note of that. The edible Charles arrangements. The,
0: they take pineapple and they use gingerbread. i really
1: cream. asking for a lot from the listeners this week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in a rare mood, I guess.
1: You are. Well, thank you guys for listening.